1: Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, the shrimp episode! so Shrimp have been in the news for stupid reasons, but I think we can all agree on how cool shrimp are. We've got round-trip tickets to Crustacean Station, and I'm answering all your shrimpy questions. What is a shrimp? How big they get? What's up with that poop vein? Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, are shrimp just tiny lobsters? Joining me today to have a shrimply wonderful time is Friend of the Pod and frequent voice on fake doctor's real friends, elite pro gamer DJ Daniel Goodman. Yay! Woo! Welcome back!
3: Thank you. I'm I'm overjoyed to be here once again.
0: Yes, you're very lucky because this is this is the week. This is the shrimp times.
3: Ah, oh, let's let's get after it.
0: The, it's it's a special time of year. It's like the Wait, is it the vernal equinox? It's the shrimple, shrimp, shrimply, sh- shrimple equinox. A is absolutely
3: that. a kriller pun right there.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but but we are talking about shrimp today, and I thought, hey, instead of me just yammering about shrimp, why don't I ask you guys what you want to hear about shrimp? So I did, and I got some really awesome questions on Twitter. About like, hey, what the what the heck going on with shrimp?
3: You know, <laughs> what the heck going on with shrimp?
0: Right, you know, like you're, where you take it for granted that they're just shrimp, but when you yeah. think about it, I mean, yeah. what the heck?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. I am, <laughs> I am constantly wondering what go on with shrimp.
0: What go on with shrimp, and why are shrimp? And, and like that was a lot of the the theme of a lot of questions. Some of them were very specific, but some of them were just like hey why 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 shrimp? Why are shrimp? Uh, here are some of my favorite questions along the theme of what is a shrimp anyways. Uh, so from Alex is are shrimp tiny lobsters? Uh, oh. from Lee is am I a shrimp? <coughs> from okay. Mr. Borax is is there a difference between a shrimp and a prawn? Are crawfish freshwater shrimp? And from Blake Rogers is Pepe, the the Muppet, is often very vocal that he is a prawn and not a shrimp. Is there truth to this? Or is he just trying to reinvent himself like a college freshman? So That's funny. I think it's interesting because often there are these questions about taxonomy where it's like, what is a shrimp? And the reason it's confusing is not because of you guys. It's because it's confusing. It mm. just is. Like, even when you look into sort of the, like, official categorization of shrimp-like animals, it gets pretty confusing. So, generally speaking, there are, like, I would say four types of animals that fall into the realm of, like, shrimp-like, in my opinion. So, there are shrimp, prawns, crayfish, and krill. Uh, so, so you've heard of all these guys, right? Right, Daniel.
3: In some way, shape, or in some way or another, yes.
0: Yes. Um. So, you know, shrimp, like we get that in, like, in our food. They're like when we cook them, they're those little pink things. But when they're uncooked and alive, they can come in many different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, prawns are another thing that we think of as like, hey, that's pretty similar to a shrimp. Like, is that a different a different thing? Crayfish are another thing that's like, is it a shrimp? Is it a lobster? What is that? And then krill are teeny tiny things that kind of look like shrimp, but what the heck are they? So all of these dudes are crustaceans. And with the exception of krill, they're also all decapods. So they're all related to crabs and lobsters.
3: Okay. Well, that's comforting.
0: Yes. Is it?
3: I'm glad to know that it's all part of the same family. Yes. I, I, yeah. I you know, sometimes I worry about, uh, uh, I don't want to offend any any sea creature of any kind and just make some sort of assumption the hot about, take. yeah, exactly. Just, you know, exactly. Or, or the or the deep, deep cold take. But,
0: right. <laughs> I don't want
3: to, I don't want to offend any sort of crustacean or sh- shelled animal yeah. of any kind. So, it's comforting to, be- to know that they're all the same family.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be thoughtless and shellfish.
3: No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, i do it one. because i do it because i hurt
3: <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding uh I love it. so uh you could in terms of like what what is a shrimp mm-hmm. you could define shrimp as anything belonging to the infraorder order or true shrimp if you're being really strict about it But you could also define them as anything belonging to caridiae or dendrobranchiata, which is the suborder of decapods known as prawns. Okay. Um, And so that's a little bit of a more generous uh, definition of shrimp. But then that still leaves out some species commonly called shrimp, like boxer shrimp or ghost shrimp or even mud shrimp
3: mud shrimp damn
0: (laughs) yeah they are shrimp that often live in muddy flats
3: wow okay Uh,
0: and so the most broad definition of shrimp that belongs to not only many different species but different orders as well would be any small crustacean that looks shrimp like so (laughs) elongated body long tails, thin legs, a rostrum, so that's that pointy nose like thing out in front of them. That that looks like a little nose, but it's it's actually not a nose, it's just a pointy extrusion. Got it. Uh, yeah. eye stalks and antenna, you know, the the shrimp look. Get the sh- the shrimp drip, if if you will.
3: Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm it you know, it's one of those things where it's like you always see an appendage or some sort of like uh extrusion from a a creature and you're like yeah that could be this but that's me putting my own human-centric ideals on what these things should be and it's like no that's not that that's for sensing earthquakes it's like oh (laughs) oh okay all right then cool
0: there's this I love. There's this like joke in the original SpongeBob movie where there's a deep sea anglerfish that mm. its um, lure is in the shape of like an entire ice cream store and grandmother. Uh, so I, I just love. Yes. I, I love that yes. kind of like thing where it's like, oh, it looks like it looks like a human hand, but really, but what it really. is is a mouse. That's but- really funny. <laughs> But yeah, what would like if, if I said like like get the shrimp look, like what would you do? Like what what if shoes? I, hmm. What shirt?
3: If I wanted to get the shrimp look, well, I mean this again, maybe traditional and stereotypical, but I would go for a pink, a pink color. I would mm-hmm. arch I would arch my back, probably stick my face out as much right. as possible. And um, have my arms and fingers kind of out like this, just kind of like Right. I, I know I'm saying like, like this. This is, you know, a podcast, a famously video medium. But no, no, I trust the mind. Imagine,
0: imagine Daniel, and he's like, kind of like, he's got his fingers out like a bunch of shrimp legs. And he's making a shrimp face, too. It's very convincing. And he's like wiggling Thank it. you. And it's like I'm looking at a shrimp.
3: I appreciate that. Thank you. I've been working <laughs> on my improv recently. And that those notes mean a lot to me. So thank you.
0: Your shrimp prov. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> in terms of yes. what we get to nailed call. It. <laughs> nailed it. In terms of what we get to call shrimp, I would say, like, I think you're pretty safe to call prawns and most shrimp-like crustaceans shrimp. Nobody's going to get too mad at you. Maybe there's some shrimp purists. I would say krill, while they do look a bit like shrimp, they're so teeny tiny. And I've actually never seen them referred to as shrimp. So maybe, maybe they don't qualify. Maybe they're not allowed. They get turned down by the shrimp bouncer. To club shrimp and crayfish, (laughs) in my opinion, are (laughs) crayfish are too large and meaty to really be called shrimp. I think they're more similar to lobster, like on the shrimp to lobster spectrum, they fall mainly lobster. Mm. So I would say like prawn, like if you're like, hey, prawns and shrimp are basically the interchangeable. I'd agree with you. But if you're like, oh, are crayfish shrimp? I'd say no. You know?
3: Fair. I feel that. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm hmm. And you know, but shrimp can be found all over the world, and they can live in a variety of environments, from the sea to freshwater to mudflats, like that mud shrimp we just the talked mud about. Shrimp.
3: The mud, shrimps.
0: And this relates to another question I got from a listener who writes: "This is the devil to pay." That's a good. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good handle. That is Especially. A good handle. Especially when it's just like this polite shrimp question.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right? Love that.
0: Are there shrimp that live by those volcano vents at the bottom of the ocean? If so, are they all see-through like most of the weird stuff down there? Also, do cave shrimp exist? Are they eyeless like some cave fish? I love this question. Wow. Um, So, indeed, there are deep sea vent shrimp and lots of them. Like, as we know, the... Really, in the deep sea, it's this cold, harsh environment. But there are these thermal vents from geothermal activity below the Earth's surface, wow. and they spew this hot water. It's a mixture of like gases and water and weird minerals, and uh, lots of bacteria can grow around them. And so, a lot of life can be sustained by these things, including huge amounts of shrimp. So, there is something called the Bibe. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. It's like either Beebe or Beebe, a uh, hydrothermal vent field, or it's also called the Picard Vent Field, I guess for you Star Trek nerds out there.
3: Hey. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Uh,
0: and they are the deepest hydrothermal vents in the world, and they are found in the Caribbean near the uh, Cayman Islands. And it is absolutely teeming with a strange, relatively newly discovered species of ghostly white eyeless shrimp. So there are a couple pictures of it that I have shared with you. Eyeless? Oh my Uh, God. Yes. And it just looks, there's this, it looks like there's this weird sort of like white coating on this thing.
3: Oh, Uh, that's the shrimp.
0: That's all shrimp. Like wow! hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shrimp.
3: And is the second picture down, not to maybe jump ahead, but is the second picture down more of a close-up on said yeah, shrimp?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you can see, you can, in the wow. second fi- picture, you can see more of the individual shrimp, but that the, there are so many of them, and they're all sustained by these hydrothermal vents. These are called Rumicaris hybisae, and these pale shrimp do not have functional eyes Instead, they have photoreceptive patches on their backs that are able to detect the faint glow of a deep sea vent. So they only need enough, like, photosensory cells to be able to guide themselves towards a vent so that they can feed on the life sustained by the vent and stay, you know, relatively warm uh, compared to the cold cruelty of the deep sea.
3: I have, a, I have a question about said yes. cold cruelty of the deep sea or rather yes. the, the lack thereof around these vents. How hot do the vents get, do you know?
0: They get extremely hot. Nice. So you definitely don't want to get up near the boiling point. So <laughs> most of the water in the deep sea is very, very cold. So around 40 degrees Fahrenheit, to, which is 2 degrees Celsius. But once you get to one of these vents, it is... From boiling to super boiling. So, from around oh, 100 okay. and, 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 60 degrees Celsius, to up to 870 degrees Fahrenheit, which is around Whoa. 460 degrees Celsius.
3: That's real. Okay. That's extreme. That is very hot.
0: Very hot. That's. We're- You know, skull meltingly hot. (laughs) I was going to say, I was
3: literally going to say melt your skin off hot, but you know what? You said it for me.
0: Yep, yep. So these shrimp do have to be careful not to uh, get like right near the mouth of the hydrothermal vent, or else they'd probably turn into a kind of tempura uh, situation. (laughs) surrounding the vents they basically find an area that's not too hot not too cold so sort of the goldilocks area and and hover around there uh so they don't get boiled but they also get nice oh nice warmth and they also get a lot of nutrition from the life that these vents sustain
3: that's i just i'm still blown away The, the the heat resistance of these tiny shrimp is like that's wild that's wild we're talking I mean, I skin think that, melting off easily, like not even not not like you could you know you could handle it for a minute. Get out but no. We're talking like instant skin melting versus these shrimps. that are like, oh good, we found it. Now we can.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think to be fair, I think if these shrimp get towards the the area that is skin melting, they would they would get boiled and probably mm, really see. tasty. <laughs> kind of just like this. Yeah, the this instant tempura, as
3: you said. Yes, right, exactly.
0: But uh, they do know where to go like where to Mm. hang out um where it's not so boilingly hot and that they can survive and this is the case for like there are certainly microorganisms that actually can withstand extreme heat like the bacteria i mentioned they actually Mm. can survive that skin meltingly boiling Mm. heat of the hydrothermal Mm. vents but the invertebrates that hang around these vents would get boiled by that, but they are—they uh, figured out how to basically stay in the in-between zone. So things like yeti crabs and these these eyeless shrimps—they they make sure that they stay within the realm where it's like close enough that they can benefit from all of the like the the fauna that these vents allow to grow mm-hmm. without getting boiled and turned into shrimp scampi.
3: Well, there you go. Wow. <laughs>
0: And the second part of the question is whether caves have shrimp. And yes, indeed, they do. There are a few species of cave shrimps. Among them are the Kentucky cave shrimp, which to me sounds like a fast food item. Mm -hmm. Kentucky cave shrimp.
3: That's that's coming from KFC very soon, I guarantee (laughs) it. I will be in line to get my first batch of popcorn Kentucky cave shrimp.
0: Kentucky cave shrimp, yeah. Mm -hmm. They are pale and eyeless, just like their deep sea counterparts, and they manage to live in caves by feeding off the sediment brought into the cave system by groundwater. So yeah, shrimp are extremely hardy animals that can really survive some extreme conditions, which I think is sometimes it's a little bit interesting to think about because it's like, oh, shrimp, they're so little and delicate, and but they, they can be badasses.
3: Mm. I mean... If I've learned anything about animals is that they are stronger than us by a country mile or an yeah. animal mile or whatever, but like they, they will outlive us in every respect, no matter if what.
0: Shrimp unionized oof,
3: Oh, we'd be we'd be screwed. We'd, we'd be, be screwed. screwed. I don't know if they're like ants, but I gotta imagine that there's like several hundred or hundred thousand shrimp for every human on earth.
0: Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'd be outnumbered.
3: But I mean, extremely yeah. so.
0: Yeah. You, including brine shrimp, doomed.
3: Oh my gosh! Utterly those, doomed. Yeah, no, they they <laughs> would, they would take us all.
0: We're, We'd be well, skeletonized.
3: We're gonna...
0: <laughs> I love the word skeletonized.
3: Mm.
0: Well, we're gonna take a shrimp-sized break, and then we are gonna be back with more shrimp questions that I will answer.
2: Hey. Okay. <laughs>
4: so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: Welcome back, and we are answering your shrimp questions. So this was a frequent question. It's about it's about those poop veins. Oh yeah. So, this is from Wizard, Wizard PI on Twitter. Everyone knows about shrimp veins and removing them, but do shrimp have real veins, little shrimp hearts? Where are they hiding them if so? What kind of core strength do these suckers have? Seems mm. like they're like 92% muscle. So, That's uh, a good question. And, yeah, and then here's another question from Zente Daniel, uh, who writes... When you eat shrimp, are you eating shrimp poo? Legit concern for me. My sister told me this once, and I've never eaten it. Eaten it since. Okay. So, and I've got gotten a lot of other requests about the poop veins. Um, so, the poop vein, if you don't know, is this dark string-looking thing that runs along the back of the shrimp, uh, and is said to be full of poop. Uh, it's not a real vein. It is actually the shrimp's intestinal tract. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you threw up devil horns for intestinal yeah,
3: tract. Yeah, intest- intestinal tract.
0: Shrimp I'm poop, into it. vein, intestinal tract. <laughs> <laughs> so the black stuff inside of it is actually digested food and yes, poop. Most chefs will actually remove the poop vein by cutting along the back of the dead shrimp and removing the intestine. So in this case, you would not be eating any shrimp poop. If you do not remove the poop vein, yeah, you're going to be eating a little bit of shrimp poop.
3: You get a little shrimp poop.
0: You're going to get a little shrimp poop. I mean, you know, look. Uh, But even in that case, it is generally harmless because we cook shrimp. So. The reason people prefer to remove the poop vein other than the yuck factor is that uh, some people find it too gritty with the vein in because shrimp mm. are scavengers. They actually get a lot of sand and grit in with their diet. Um, so like you chew into a shrimp, maybe you're kind of getting a gritty taste. And they're like, I don't like the taste of gritty shrimp poop.
3: Mm, yeah. Who'd thunk it? <laughs>
0: picky, picky ears. <laughs> um, but during the cooking process, any bacteria in the digestive tract is killed. And so it's it's not going to hurt you. And how do you know whether the shrimp has been deveined? I mean, if you see a black vein running along the shrimp back, then that's the intestine. It's still yeah, there. Then it's still you still got know. shrimp poop.
2: Then and you if,
0: know. You, if you don't see that, the shrimp poop, it's probably poop-free. So uh, that that is how you know whether you're getting shrimp poop or not.
3: Good good note.
0: In, in terms of uh, the shrimp core strength, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about amazing feats of shrimp strength later. Um, but yeah, they, they they do have a lot of muscle, but they also do have a circulatory system and other little tiny organs that um, you know it's hard to imagine fit inside a little little shrimp. So. They do have a circulatory system with uh, real veins. So they have a tiny heart, arteries, and veins that run along its body and supply it with blood. It also has a tiny brain and nervous system. So when chefs talk about deveining a shrimp, they're not really referring to removing all of its arteries or circulatory system. They're, they're talking about the poop, the, the, the digestive tract or the quote-unquote poop vein. Um, but when you do remove the intestine, you actually also remove the posterior aorta because those are attached to each other. So mm. you are technically removing a vein. Nice. Um, but the the reason for it is is the poop tube.
3: Yes, indeed, the poop tube. I love that poop tube. Give it to me. Poop tube, That's spectacular.
0: So you want you want to eat the? Do you? Do you what about you, Daniel? Do you have a preference? Do you eat shrimp even?
3: I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. I do eat shrimp. Um, I am uh, of the uh, lazier. Uh, uh lazier shrimp consumers who will right. when I go to my local shrimpery I'm getting the easy peel de veined mm-hmm. shell shrimp so that yeah. I just like pull them tails off and then cut them in half and throw them in the pot so yeah. i'm I'm usually not eating the vein that said, I do love the act of like you know peeling apart and like taking every, and you <laughs> know do, doing a little bit of the uh, the actual get right. your hands dirty sort of work so in I that sense too, yeah. I mean, yeah yeah I go do ahead. too
0: it's it's like it's a little bit. Of I feel like kind of an animalistic instinct for me. Mm, okay. I love like um, sort of like cracking into food, which sounds very like a little bit grotesque. But it's like from anything from like a pistachio to a lobster, I like this yeah. like sort of like getting in there. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't love shrimp that much in terms of food. Like I, I don't eat it very oft- often. I do like okay. shrimp tempura. Um, that's like kind of my only exception. Okay. Somehow, like the texture, I don't like, which is weird because I I do can tolerate lobster, even though it's a fairly simple, similar texture. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, but I do like the um, I like getting in there, like with crab or lobster. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is kind of like pulling the pieces out. Well, on to more shrimp questions. So here's one. Uh, is jumbo shrimp an oxymoron? Also, why did trigger and pistol shrimp evolve their snapping abilities? This is from Christy Yamaguchi-Maine. I think,
3: oh, you, you, know, Christy,
0: you know. Christy, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Shout out to Christy. King Crispy. <laughs> King Crispy. And here's another one from Blake Rogers. If a pistol shrimp attacked the palm of my hand, what sort of damage would it do? So these are related questions. So I'm going to answer Whoa. both of them. Yes, please. So... First of all, is jumbo shrimp an oxymoron? Um, no, I would say like jumbo shrimp is like it, everything is relative, right? Like I can say a large chihuahua or a small whale.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Or like I'm having a minor emergency, my large chihuahua just took a dump the size of a small whale. And, you know, it all it all works out, right?
3: I mean, to, to me that that question reads like a bad stand-up joke from the early 2000s or the late wow. 90s or something we
0: are roasting christy on this We I mean, are. well
3: i mean I, he even even he knows if i know christy <laughs> he knows that there's a little bit of the old there's <laughs> the little wink and nod at this joke right here or at this question right here yeah. but like it, it, it to anybody who can't read between the lines it's like is it we call we call we call you know mini coopers or whatever compact cars are they compact does it fit in your pocket absolutely not it's still a compact car
0: can I check my makeup Foolish. with it? No.
3: Thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> uh but yeah, daniel's calling out Christy. I'm gonna have to have Christy on the show to call you out, I guess. Oh please ha- have
3: I mean, first of all, have fair. him on. he would be a great guest, excellent speaker, hilarious person.
0: Let's do it. Yeah.
3: Also a big, also a big proponent of the Chris Crofton Poetry Hour. Have you ever had Chris Crofton on I the show? I have
0: had Chris Crofton Oh on. my great. gosh,
3: what a legend. Love that guy.
0: Chris Crofton's Poetry Hour, it's great. You can suggest any kind of uh, poetry prompt and he'll Anything. write a poem for you.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's very mwah. good. I so need to
0: have him back on too. In terms of the serious part of your question, uh, pistol and trigger shrimp. So they are a whole family of quick draw shrimp who use a mechanism in their claws to snap at prey and stun them. So let's talk about the claw mechanism. So um, they have these huge claws that are like over half the size of the rest of their body. There's actually an image in there, hmm. uh, Daniel, where you can see how huge these claws are. It's like it's like Hellboy. See, shirt.
3: God damn, that is a huge claw. What the? F-
0: you know how like Hellboy has that big arm?
3: Yes, exactly. It's just like
0: that. It's just like that.
3: Wow. But yes, yeah. that's a big that's a, that's it's big, big <laughs> arm. It's like having a
0: machine gun for an arm.
3: That's so awesome. and.
0: Indeed, they can snap these claws very quickly and shoot out like a pulse of water that can stun prey. So uh, the top of the claw is the only part that basically moves, and it has a hidden plunger in it that actually fits into a socket at the bottom of the claw, sort of like a mortar and pestle uh, mechanism. So the top part opens up, and then with a huge amount of force the muscles snap it back into place, and it closes over like the water in this mortar uh, in the bottom claw with such a huge amount of force that it creates a jet stream that can travel over a 100 feet a second, which is so fast it creates a cavitation bubble that collapses with a lot of force, and for a fraction of a second, in some species, that cavitation bubble can reach eight thousand degrees Fahrenheit, which Whoa. is almost as hot as the sun.
3: Wait a minute! What?
0: Yes. What? It's, it's like a tiny. It's like creating a tiny sun in this sh- n- right near this shrimp claw. But it's such a. T- it's so tiny, and such a like fraction of a second. It doesn't like burn the shrimp or anything around it. Uh, it's just, it's just how concentrated that force
3: is. Just to be clear, just to be clear, audience, I, you know, I, I have been, I've been very, uh, I've just had my mouth open agape for the past like ten seconds, staring at Katie, just with with the, <laughs> with the mention of, uh, the, there was no drop on the connection or anything like that. You didn't lose me there. I'm, well, I mean, I lost my mind, but like, eight thousand degrees in the tip of that shrimp's claw. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I was already never going in the ocean again, but now I'm (laughs) definitely never going in the ocean again. Wow, that's wow, that's that's big scary. Jeez Louise.
0: This snap also goes in at 210 decibels. Which, you know, underwater (laughs) Yeah, underwater it's not gonna hurt your ears, but yeah, it's it's technically extremely loud. It just happens to not because it's not in air and the sound doesn't travel like it does in the, in the air. Like it's right. not going to like cause any deafness, but right. very loud. They use this ridiculously forceful snap uh, to that to stun their prey. So that jet stream smacks the prey, it stuns them. Sometimes it even kills them if it's a little little fish. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an incredibly powerful yeah. That's devil metal as
1: frank.
3: That's metal is <laughs>
0: So some pistol shrimp species aren't all about the violence. Uh, They are pretty cute in that they can form a symbiotic relation shrimp with goby fish who they share a burrow with and team up against danger. So the goby has better vision than the shrimp and can warn the shrimp of threats. And the shrimp kind of keeps the goby as like a pet and like will touch it with its little antenna to maintain trust in the relation shrimp. And yeah, oh my god. Just, I got you again. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, and in terms of like how did pistol shrimp evolve their snapping abilities? So if you look at the anatomy of a pistol shrimp's claw versus a non-snapping shrimp, it looks like the muscle tissue evolved to be able to pull back the top of the claw further over the fulcrum of the hinge joint, which allows a much more powerful snap. Okay. Uh, so this seems to indicate that selection pressure uh, dr- drove for bigger muscle mass, so like a more powerful like snap, which makes sense. Like even if you're just like a non-pistol shrimp, like getting a powerful snap and a quick snap will help you catch prey faster and grip onto it with more strength. So you can see how that could start to like go spin out of control, and instead of just being about grabbing the prey having such a powerful snap that just the snap itself, you know, stuns the prey with the jet stream. So I think it probably was like selective pressures for catching the prey by manually grabbing onto it, which kind of turned into this thing of like, oh, well, I snapped and missed the prey, but my snap was so powerful. It still stunned the prey. So, yeah. Wow. And in what? terms of the the last question about these pistol shrimp, uh, what would happen if a pistol shrimp attacked the palm of your hand? Just blow a hole clear through the palm. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious about this now. You wouldn't have now. a hand. What hand? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so outside of the water, uh, if you pick up one of these shrimp, it probably couldn't do much um, as hmm. its pistol uses water bullets. So... Um, I think if you got your hand uh, caught in the claw, it probably hurt pretty uh-huh. bad. Inside the water, if you put your hand in and it snaps at your hand, it hurts a lot. <laughs> Apparently, I read on a, an aquarium owner's website that <laughs> they own a pistol shrimp as a pet. Apparently, people own these things—these little tiny weapons on legs—as pets. And it, um, she got her hand too close. It snapped at her. And she, it hurt real bad, and she cried. I'm that not sounds, laughing I mean, at her crying. It's just, like...
3: No, no, it's it's silly. It's, like, and, it's, and, she, and she... I mean, I would expect... I, it, cry, I mean, just with all the information. And I understand it's, like, a scale thing. You know what I mean? They're tiny. It's it's small. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not like a ton of standards. But, like, I would have been ready for you to say, and she screamed so loud it broke the heavens apart.
0: Right, right, like, that it just... She, d- she had, like, a perfect, like, hole in the middle of her palm. <laughs> exactly. Like a shrimp stigmata. <laughs> but-
3: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny.
0: But, yeah, no, no. It just, it, it doesn't, um, while, like, this jet stream is very powerful, you know, because the shrimp is relatively small, and uh, I-, I think it's just sort of a matter of scale. So, for a delicate little fish, like, that snap is going to be lethal, Um, if, or it's going to stun you. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, you know, it's like if you, if you poke a hand really hard, it hurts, but it doesn't destroy your hand. Whereas if you poke a little goldfish real hard, you just murdered a goldfish and you're a monster.
3: (laughs) That's jerk stuff right there.
0: That's jerk stuff. Don't poke goldfish. Not about
3: that life. Not about that life.
0: (laughs) No. Uh, and here's another shrimp question. So this is from Hannah Michaels, who we've also had on the show, another friend on the show, um, which is, why do brine shrimp hatch so easily? And brine shrimp are really, really interesting. They are this ancient primitive crustacean who really haven't changed since the Triassic period. So have you, did you ever get sea monkeys as a, as a kid, Daniel?
3: you know i did not i was not a sea monkey person unfortunately i had goldfish that or Mm -hmm. i had a couple fish that i was not very good at taking care of um Mm. and we decided that we probably shouldn't let me i was just you know what it was it was uh, the big issue was that i was bad at regulating the temperature of the Mm. tank It was like there was that specific temperature you need to hit. And I think it was that, like, my tank was too close to the window. It was getting Mm -hmm. heated up by Mm -hmm. the sun. It was like, it was, I I was a bad fish owner. I'm just being real. Classic
0: fish husbandry mistake.
3: I was very bad. And (laughs) I uh, am so sorry to those fish. I am eternally very sorry Uh, to those fish.
0: They forgive you from fish heaven, probably.
3: (laughs) That's what I needed
0: to hear. Thank you. Yeah, the, like trying to own fish as a kid, it is one of the more heartbreaking things because it's, it's hard to keep fish alive as an adult, but like mm. you, you're like, hey, kid, here's a good starter uh, pet, um, except it's like an extremely finicky animal that if like you give it the wrong temperature or if the water pH is slightly off, it'll be dead and it'll be your fault so always strange to me how it's like goldfish are a starter animal
3: (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah exactly i
0: i think it's like easier to like take care of a cat than like a fish
3: i'm tempted to agree with you entirely
0: um at at
3: least the cat is going to tell you explicitly it's like hey you're f***ing up
0: yeah, it's going to smack care of you me? in the face if exactly. you're not eating it right. But yeah, brine shrimp, uh, a.k.a. sea monkeys, are these teeny, teeny, tiny crustaceans. You get this little package of what looks like tiny, like little poppy seeds or something, and you pour them in water, and boom, you got a sea monkey civilization. Uh, and the classic thing is that it's like on the package, they look like some kind of like king and queen of sea monkey land. But then when <laughs> you hatch them, they're tiny, weird, little like, like prehistoric looking things with a bunch of little wiggly legs but it is like it is super interesting how this works like how do you create brine shrimp from these dry little poppy seed things so these eggs are known as cysts which is a lovely term I love Uh, and so they can remain dormant in dry oxygen-free or even freezing conditions for over two years and once they're placed in water, they can hatch in a couple of hours. So this, wow. is, some, this is some sci-fi stuff going
3: That's on. That's very sci-fi. What in the hell?
0: <laughs> so typically, brine shrimp will lay thin-shelled eggs that hatch immediately. And this is when the mother senses that conditions are optimal for the babies to hatch and go along their life cycle. But when conditions are rough like high concentrations of salt or low levels of food the brine shrimp will lay thick shelled cysts which contain a fully developed little larva and is basically a holding stasis chamber for the baby brine shrimp
3: This is this continues to be true like sci-fi shit of just yeah. like I love nature And that's why I I love your podcast so much. Like it's it's every every episode is is like it's like yeah the stuff that's like this is only these the tales of legend. It's like no these were these this is actually most of the animals out there in the world. They do the stuff already. It's actually not even sci-fi. It's just reality for a lot of these creatures. It's like
0: right like you want to see like alien stuff, alien sci-fi stuff. You just look like you get a package of sea monkeys. Open up a (laughs) book.
3: Open up a
0: book. Open up a book. Open up a book. Open up your mind. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: (laughs) I'm actually going to share a picture of a Brian Please. I'm stoked. Like, they look, they kind of look like like aliens. Like alien aliens from the movie Alien.
3: Gorgeous. Wow. Look at those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're they're like little aliens. And then they can go into like alien stasis. I feel like, like, what's his name? Like H.R. Geiger, the guy who did the design for aliens. Like, he must have gotten some... Uh, inspiration from Brine Shrimp. Oh, uh, absolutely.
3: Sure yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, so uh, these cysts that contain the Brine Shrimp larva uh, can become completely dehydrated, and the larvae enter into what's called anhydrobiosis, which is a state of suspended animation in the absence of water. And so when you get some of these sea monkeys and hatch them, you are rehydrating these dehydrated cysts, and you are rehydrating the larva inside of them, which will then trigger them to hatch. And so you will watch them hatch like in a couple of hours, luckily. Or hopefully. I I got some brine shrimp once and like I tried to hatch them and they just were all dead. (laughs) I don't think I had the right water. I think I just used some like tap water or something. Or maybe a few. I think a few of them did hatch, but then they died. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> classic um
0: that's, but yeah yeah a circle and then you of have, life right there and then you have these little tiny primordial alien shrimp things it's really incredible it's one of wow. those things that like as kids it's like oh yeah that is messed up that you could do that as a kid it's <laughs> like like in in You know, I don't even know if, like, the full, like, weirdness of it occurred to me as a kid. Because it's like, oh, yeah, just get a package of little poppy seeds, pour them in. Then I get a bunch of, like, weird little animals wiggling around. Normal and fine.
3: Normal and fine.
2: (laughs) Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024...
4: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: All right. So we got more shrimp questions, Daniel. Oh,
3: I'm stoked. Let's hear it. it.
0: Yeah. So here is a question from Leon the Badger who asks, Do shrimp have any camouflage abilities? If so, how do they use them? And I just have a real quick answer to this, which is lots of shrimp can camouflage. And there are so many different types of shrimp camouflage. Like I I don't have time to go through all of them. Maybe I'll do a bigger episode or something where I talk more about these in detail. But you have everything from like see-through shrimp, like ghost shrimp or Peterson's cleaner shrimp, who are literally, Mm. they look like they're made out of glass. You can see right through them. Um, and so that is a form of camouflage. Uh, there are some shrimp who use stripes or disruptive coloration to blend in with their coral environment. There are just so many beautiful shrimp out there to be discovered and, and so many different types of shrimp crypts. So yes, absolutely, they do use camouflage. And it's really interesting and, and gorgeous and sometimes creepy like the ghost shrimp. And so our <laughs> next question is from Bob Don who asks, What are the largest and smallest shrimp species? And uh, so this, and then another uh, question from uh, Reynard is, uh, What is the biggest a shrimp could possibly get in modern conditions? Um, in terms of the smallest shrimp species, um, I would say probably, I mean, brine shrimp, I think, are probably the smallest. It, and, you know, brine shrimp are a little bit weird. I don't know, like, how. Because they're such an kind of archaic shrimp type thing, uh, it's again one of those weird taxonomy things. Like, do they really count as shrimp? But I would say because we call them shrimp, you Mm -hmm. know, small shrimp. But in terms of the smallest like non-brine shrimp species. Is the fairy shrimp, who uh, is a little teeny tiny, looks exactly like a bigger shrimp, but just a little teeny tiny, and they they only grow to be about six millimeters long as adults. But they're they're also like a whole uh, different. There there are a bunch of varieties of species of these uh, shrimps. So yeah, so the fairy shrimp, which sounds beautiful and enchanted.
3: It does. Sound, it sounds beautiful.
0: <laughs> I know. I want to party with the fairy shrimp. Yeah. Same. Uh, so. Uh, but in terms of the biggest shrimp, this gets disconcerting. So the largest types of shrimp are mantis shrimp species, which can grow to be about four inches long or 10 centimeters, which doesn't seem too intimidating, but some specimens grow abnormally large up to 18 inches long or 48 centimeters. So I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say like there's something about a big shrimp mm-hmm. that I'm not a you know like I no, like big snail like we talked about uh, small things or things that are normally small that are actually big uh, right. a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. like big snail I'm good with like giant snail I'm like yeah sure. that's cute that's cute sure. somehow big shrimp when you scale up a shrimp scares me. I don't like
3: it. Okay, okay. Uncomfortable, I get that. <laughs> you know? Uncomfortable. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Big big shrimp definitely has, I mean, there's more like, there's more wiggliness to it. A huge snail is just like moving its slow, yeah. sluggish body across the ground. Yeah. So, oh, wow. It's
0: like, I feel like I've become a fairy in a garden, right? Yes, like, okay, I hear that. Look at my dog-sized snail. We're friends now. It's fine. Hmm. When it's a big shrimp, it's like, I have been shrunk and put into a hostile ocean where I'm going to get eaten by, like, a shrimp, and that's not great. I don't love it. But, yeah, so uh, while typically they do not grow to be up to 18 inches, they can, and that is, you know, again, I'm not sure I love it. I'm not sure I like it, especially when you look at... It's a lot of inches. I'll have these pictures in the show notes, and you can look at it, Daniel, in the Mm -hmm. doc. Um, But, like, when you look at one of these... Big uh big mantis shrimps. Yeah, they're big.
3: Mm-mm, big. They were they're big. I would you definitely know. be I would definitely be um what's the word look for here? I'd be weirded out. I'd be yeah. weirded out if I just saw that thing like crawl yeah. crawling along the ocean floor next to me. I would definitely do a jump. Right. I would uh sprint out of the water. It would be like those comics or those cartoons rather where like the ghost of image of the person stays, but then the right, person is right. just off screen already. It's like that. That would be me getting out of the water.
0: Right. I would do that thing where you run so fast because you're scared. So yes. That you run on top of the water until yes. you look down and you realize you're on water, and then you, you fall go. back into the water because you remembered physics. Yeah, it's it's uh you know, but so so mantis shrimps. It's a whole big group of shrimp. Uh, they there are many different species of mantis shrimp. Uh, they can come in beautiful colors like the peacock mantis, which is absolutely divine.
3: Boom! Oh oh wow wow mantis, right. that is so so yes once again stunning from here if i saw it in person i would leap i wouldn't be able to hold myself (laughs) i would not be able to just like keep it in i would definitely be out of there super fast but if someone who was bolder than i was able to be like "No, no, no 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 it's okay look and then lifted it and was able to you know safely and properly show me this incredibly beautiful creature i would then be able to appreciate it but i i know on first look i would uh it would be flight it would you'd, not be fight. It would right, be flight. Right, you think
0: like an alien is about to like crawl yes. into your face holes and take over your brain.
3: That is, but, um, wow. That's, wow. <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, so then, uh, but the ones that get really big, like the the larger species, tend to be less colorful. So like, they tend to be like gray or black and white. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, there's not like the, the like huge arm-sized uh, peacock mantis shrimp uh i guess i'm not sure why i'm saying unfortunately but whatever uh so <laughs> there are actually some more questions about mantis shrimps so um someone named tomorrow 64 <laughs> oh, okay. asks uh i want to know everything there is to know about mantis shrimps and rob cunningham asks rob. uh i rob I read online that the mantis shrimp doesn't actually see a bunch of different fancy colors because of the way their brains interpret color. Can you expand on that a bit, please? Yes, I can. Thank you for asking. So mantis shrimp, like their name implies, have mantis-like blades for their forelimbs called raptorials. So they can attack and stab their prey. I mean, you've played... um, uh, cyberpunk 20 mm-hmm. something something yes i have uh, and like you know you got you got the mantis blades in that game where you got yes these like, indeed like yep. things mm-hmm. on your arms come and out the, of your arm right exactly mantis shrimp have these things
3: that's uh, wild that's pretty yeah. cool
0: there are over 450 species of mantis shrimp all with different colors and slightly different methods of hunting Some use their forelimbs as clubs, so they have sort of these beefy things that they use to just like knock out their prey. And some use them like scythes, so like more like blades. Uh, So it is true that they have what are probably the most complex eyes of the animal kingdom. So they have eyes that move independently of each other and have about 15 types of photoreceptor cells Compared with three types of photoreceptor cells in human eyes, That's so and cool. so the original thought was like, man, these these shrimp must just see like an incredible psychedelic rainbow of colors that humans simply cannot see. Um, but just because the eyeball itself is very complex, it doesn't mean their experience of color mm. or or vision is extremely complex because. You know the the bottleneck is going to happen in their brains and how their brains process uh, these colors. So uh, I don't know if this analogy quite works. So please, computer people, don't get too mad at me. But imagine like a really good graphics card and like an yeah. old computer. Yeah. Like you're still like you may have like an the latest RTX five thousand B seven GTA.
1: You're nailing it. BBQ, all. Of this.
0: Um, but if you put that in like that's an my old, favorite edition.
3: <laughs> right. If you put
0: that in like an old computer, like it's not necessarily going to give you, you know, like spectacular graphics. Like you need you need a great GPU and a great CPU to get to get those graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is how I believe computers to work. <laughs> so
3: yeah, that's yep. That that you nailed it. That's it.
0: Awesome, good, I did computers. So in a similar way, the mantis eyes are limited by its simple neural structures. So just because it has these amazing eyes doesn't mean that the mantis is just enjoying a smorgasbord of color all the time. The reason the mantis shrimp's eyes are so complex is not so it can see a bunch of pretty colors, but for processing speed. So the mantis is not really interested necessarily in having a fun like, visual experience. It's all about hunting and survival. So when humans see something, we use, I would say, relatively simple photoreceptor setup. I mean, relatively is kind of doing a lot of work here because... Obviously, the human eye is incredibly complex, mm-hmm. um, but that information is processed in our extremely powerful brains. So, an extremely powerful CPU, which calculates the comparative levels of stimulation of our three different photoreceptor cells. So, basically, we're, we we have we only have three photoreceptor cells, but we are calculating the differentials in terms of their activation in our brains that paints an extremely clear picture of our environment. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like, well, like if you have an HD TV, there are only three colors of pic- pixels on that TV. Like you have red, blue, and green pixels, uh, and you manage to get such complex pictures of it because of the relative brightness of these pixels that come together to form a very clear, complex, and sharp image. Similarly, we only have three photoreceptor cells in our eyeballs, but we, uh, our brain calculates like the different levels of activation of these and creates very clear pictures. Love it. Mantis shrimp, meanwhile, is not really interested in creating a super complex picture of its environment. It is optimized for speed of recognizing an image. So instead of doing complex processing in the brain, it can make immediate assessment of color using its broader range of photosensory cells. Hmm. So uh, it actually may perceive fewer colors than humans, but it can react to them more quickly. Interesting. Which is like if your whole thing is like hunting small fish and not going to an art museum, being able to quickly respond to colors and, and movement Rather than like you know having this experience of of you know different colors is, is much more important. So like there's a lot more kind of localized processing in the eyeballs uh, happening before it gets to the brain, so that it just gets this like very quick boom response uh, mm-hmm. and knows that something is a prey item and can snatch it with its creepy scythe claws. And, Horrible. Yeah. So like that. So awesome. uh, like. And in terms of I think someone also asked, like, how did how did I feel like finding out like they don't see all these colors? Like, is it disappointing? I don't think so. I think it's really interesting to see sort of like how you can have such incredible complexity in an Mm -hmm. eyeball and what that really means, like what what that shrimp's experience is really like. It, it it makes us question our assumptions about, like, the purpose of things. Like, you see an incredibly complex eyeball. You're like, oh, this thing must be seeing in, like, five dimensions. But really, it's just so that it can very quickly find prey, snatch it up. Um, but, like, if you show it, like, a Monet or something, it's not going to know what, what the heck you're doing, like, you know. Um, it doesn't
3: understand. <laughs> it couldn't right. possibly.
0: yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, these have been really, really cool shrimp questions, you guys. I'm, yeah, I'm amazed. amazing shrimp questions. I'm amazed, really. Like, I, I can just ask you guys, like, hey, what do you want to know about shrimp? And your questions are so smart and so interesting. And, like, a lot of this stuff, like, I had to go on a research hole, down a research hole to find all this stuff out. So I'm learning as you guys are learning. Isn't
3: that fun? Perfect. That's the best kind of learning.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for all of those those shrimp questions. Um, before we go, I do have a quick listener email. I'm very Ooh. excited to yes, share yes, 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 yes. with you guys. Um, so this, this was sent in uh, by Andy, uh, and I think this was we had talked about frogs and how they got tormented by birds sometimes. Um, and so sent in a video, uh, and and so here's the email. Just saying, I'm fairly sure ducks normally torment frogs, making this an act of ultimate revenge. This was sent from my dad's South African dentist, so I added <laughs> lyrics. Apologies, I was in a metal mood. Never apologize for yeah, being in a metal mood. Never apologize. A metal kidding, mood. A metal Don't, mood? Uh,
3: no. Welcome.
0: Don't you dare apologize for being in a metal <laughs> mood. Uh, love, love, love your work, Katie. Uh, from Andy. Thank you so much. Uh, for this uh, and I'll link to, I think he's got a music website that I'll link to in the show notes. But so notes. let me, since this is a audio medium, uh, let me describe what's happening in the video, which I'll also link in the show notes. Um, but there is a frog who's caught a duck in its mouth and then someone is trying to rescue the duck from the frog. Uh, and pulls uh, pulls the duck out of the frog. Actually, I'm wondering if this how is a duck or... How big is the or... frog? It's a fairly big frog. Um, so...
3: <laughs> I mean, to get a duck stuck in... I mean, like, how small was the duck? Was it a duckling?
0: No, it's like a normal size. I'm actually not even sure. It's some kind of waterfowl. I'm not sure even if it's a duck or if it's like a grebe or a... But regardless, uh, it is pretty crazy what happens in this in this video uh the the person is able to get the water bird out of the frog so uh the bird escapes uh the frog is just left kind of disappointed um so uh let me let me play this for you okay so here is the the song that goes along with this video of a frog trying to eat a duck, or I think it might be some other kind of waterfowl. But oh, my God.
3: Go. Oh, my God. Look at that. Fr- what the <laughs> f***? so funny
0: oh it's so good thank you so much andy this is incredible incredible amazing the art high art
3: truly absolutely high art i love i mean you know it give me a metal cover of just about anything i'm in (laughs) give me a metal
0: cover of a frog trying to eat a bird and that video was
3: horrifying i'm not gonna lie (laughs) That frog didn't even want to let go it seemed like.
0: No, no absolutely not. What did they think not. he was
3: going to do? Well, I, I mean,
0: know. well, I don't know, probably drown the the poor thing. Oh, like, yeah. That's sad. But, you know, I mean, birds do sometimes like uh, uh I think our ravens will sometimes like poke open frog stomachs and just eat like their internal organs and then leave them to uh explode later uh, because they can't like when they pull in a big Breath of air, they just like kind of pop open because there's a big hole in them. Uh, so yeah, I guess wow, turn around is fair play, yeah. yeah I, don't I guess know. so, huh?
3: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's it how it is, goes.
0: But I think what we can all agree on is that it is extremely metal and this song is great. So, <sighs> yes, thank you,
3: agreed for that. 100% agreed on that one.
0: <laughs> well, I think we've done it. So, thank you so much yeah. for, for joining me today, Dallas. How about everything, shrimp?
3: it is always a pleasure i am honored honored to be here to talk shrimp with you and and everything with you anytime
0: thank you so much well <laughs> it is an honor to have you on hey where can the people find you
3: you can find me on twitter at dj underscore danl you can find me on instagram at just dj danl no underscore and you can find me on twitch at dj underscore d-a-n-l dj underscore daniel. i should have done the underscore one second do the it mm. well, doesn't matter i'll figure Whatever. that out. i'll figure that out <laughs> i have been plugging my instagram lately but then mm. I, I but i but i literally just posted something on instagram for the first time and i was like i should probably pay attention to this more i'm so bad at it it's like I, I so do like I like getting dumbass jokes off and saying stupid <laughs> shit on Twitter that I forget to post something serious on Instagram every once in a while and then I'm just like I'm bad at this. Yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm also not like I, I'm I love to post dumb jokes but then it's like oh I think I forgot to post an update for the creature feature on uh, on the internet I probably I did actually.
3: D- nah, that's okay.
0: Sorry about that, <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can. Speaking of which, speaking of my. <laughs> Uh, bad at social media, social medias. You can find the podcast on, on the internet. At Creature Feature Pod on Instagram. At Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That's mm-hmm. very different. Uh, you can also, yes, yeah, send me an email uh, with your metal covers. It doesn't have to be a metal cover, though. It could be your questions. It could be a picture of your dog or your cat or your giant shrimp pet as you yes, try to convince please. me to like huge shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want uh that is creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com uh yeah and i'm katie golden on twitter uh and i i just post my katie thoughts not necessarily podcast related but if you're interested in those you know check them out
3: they're solid thoughts thank you
0: that's nice of you to say (laughs) uh and thank you guys so much for listening heck do i appreciate it and i do uh, also appreciate if you have time to drop a review and a rating it actually really helps tells tells them robot algorithms that hey this is a good podcast and people listen and i also read all the reviews and i really appreciate it, it makes my day whenever i get a review it makes me happy so <laughs> thank you for that uh and also thanks to the space cossacks for their super awesome song Exalumina. Reach Your Feature is a production by iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, I don't care. I don't judge. I'm not watching you, secretly, from the darkness.
2: See you next Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.